you're listening to That Music Podcast with me, Bryson Tarbett. I'm the music educator and blogger behind That Music Teacher and ThatMusicTeacher.com. Join me as I dive into what it really means to be a music educator. I hope that you're able to find a nugget of inspiration each week as I share my favorite ways to create purposeful instruction through active music making. So grab a coffee, sit down, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by my free webinar, all about starting the year off strong. This webinar is for early career elementary music teachers that really want to start the year off right. If you're ready to take the first step to make sure that your first few years of music teaching are strong, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash start strong to reserve your spot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of That Music Podcast. So I wanted to start off by congratulating you on making it this far. Honestly, this has been one of the craziest years of most educators' lives and entire careers. And just by making it this far, you've truly been making a difference in the lives of your kids. And I know that it doesn't feel like a way sometimes because I'm definitely there with you. This has been a a lot. This has been a lot of adaptation and changing over the past few months. And it's not we're not quite sure when it's going to change back to quote unquote normal. So I wanted to start off by just saying you made it this far. You're almost there. Um, just relax. You can do it and you are making a difference. So today I wanted to talk about, um, I was actually just thinking about this past year and how normal everything seemed at the beginning of the year. Um, and then how everything changed kind of in an instant. And I thought about how, quickly educators as as a whole and music educators especially we kind of reinvented everything that we do we kind of we adapted all at night all at once we kind of adapted overnight and i really realized that i had grown a lot as an educator personally and i feel like a lot of us are in the same boat where we learned a lot this year and i don't really think we had a choice it was either We learn and learn how to adapt and learn these new technologies and ways for us to instruct our kids, or we just kind of floundered. And I'm not saying that it's been easy for me, but I feel like I've grown a lot and I've learned a lot of different things that will stick with me as an educator well past the COVID-19 pandemic. So I wanted to share today a few of the ways that I've grown this year and that what I've learned about what it means to be an educator um, during these crazy times. The first thing that I learned is how to really and truly go with the punches. I've always been one, at least in, in my school, in my my classes, to kind of give a little bit of freedom and see where we go and kind of feel free to kind of go off the, the beaten path. Um, but then this, this pandemic has really made me realize that I um, really have to grow in becoming flexible um, in all types of things. I mean, I'm one that usually is running around doing a thousand different things and then all of a sudden everything stopped. You know, teaching online is is different and there, there was there was differences in the time that I was doing and the time it was taking me to do one lesson um, versus grading the assignments and things like that. But one way that I've grown as an educator is that I've really realized that we, there just, it's kind of given me some perspective on the here and now. 
while, you know, I'm currently, you know, I'm clearly devastated and kind of sad that a lot of my students aren't doing music things. I just have to keep reminding myself that there are more people that are doing them than are turning them in. There are more people that are experiencing music than are completing my assignments. I had one parent reached out to me this week and it really kind of made my week. And she basically said, you know, I'm sorry that we haven't been able to send anything in, but we've been watching the videos. It's just, it's been so overwhelming with everything. Um, and this student, he's usually so tired by the end of doing the, his homeroom stuff that he just doesn't have the mental capacity to um, complete and send in the tasks that I've been designing. And I get that. I think that we've, when this first started, we were really scared because of the advocacy point of things. Um, and I think a lot of us are, are kind of back to that as we look into next year. But I think what we need to remind ourselves is um, that our students still need us. Our, still, our students still, a lot of them want us to be doing the things. A lot of them um, are just overwhelmed. A lot of the parents are overwhelmed and just try not to take it too personally. The next thing I learned was technology. Um, haven't we all, right? <laughs> I mean, I remember when this first started um, and all the Facebook groups started kind of exploding, asking about your favorite technology things for this. What have you been doing for that? Yada, 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 all these different things. And it was so overwhelming. Like, I don't know if it was just me, but I feel like everything, I was just kind of getting thrown all these answers, but like, I didn't even know what the questions were yet. <laughs> like, I got all these solutions to things I didn't even know were problems um, to the point where I was just so overwhelmed and like, it was kind of frozen. Um, so some of my favorite technology that I that I started really kind of diving deep into, Flipgrid has been a game changer. For instance, I've been using Flipgrid with my fourth graders on Recorder. Um, it's so user-friendly. The kids know how to use it. I'm able to create custom rubrics. It's free forever, guaranteed. Like Microsoft has said, they will never charge for it. So this is something I'm definitely, once all this stuff gets back to normal, I'm going to keep doing this with my kids. Um, and so instead of doing like, in, you know, face a lot of the face-to-face, -face, you know, recorder checks or, you know, playing tests and stuff, I might have them at least give them the option of doing, um, doing it via Flipgrid because it allows them to be able to listen back to their recording, um, troubleshoot with that, and then, you know, kind of take a couple chances if they need to. Um, and I've also noticed that a lot of my students that were a little bit apprehensive playing alone for me are doing a little bit, are being a little bit more confident when they're able to do multiple takes and when it's over the internet. So I think that's a, a really cool piece of technology that I'll be keeping with me. Um, another one is just um, Chrome Music Lab is clearly always, if you've been following me at all, you know that I love Chrome Music Lab. Um, but I've been trying to explore different ways for them to kind of go into different domains. So instead of just having them create something, I have them, you know, explain what they would, what you know, kind of get into that responding column. You know, what about their song do they like? Um, if they were to change one thing, what do they do? One of my favorite way, things that I ask them is, if your song was in a movie, what kind of movie would it be? And what would be happening in the movie? So I had some kids just say, oh, it'd be a comedy. And this would be right at the, um, you know, right when someone's making a joke. And I have some kids that are like, awesome, <laughs> that are like, oh, this would be in a romantic comedy. And it would be right at the end of the rising action, going into the climax. I'm like, all right, you've been paying attention in ELA. <laughs> Um, but there's just a lot of technology out there that I think, and I think we're going to have so much more as this gets, um, as this, we kind of get, get out of this, um, this crazy time we're in. And I think we're going to have more access to it. Um, hopefully through things like grants and stuff to get technology into all the districts at a higher level. But I think that I've really realized about ways that once, 
you know, when I'm getting the opportunity to be back in my classroom using technology, there are definitely things that I will keep um, and kind of use to supplement my curriculum in a meaningful way um, that I wouldn't really experimented with had it not been for the online teaching. Another thing I was reminded of is that students need that emotional connection. We've been doing live office hours, optional for the kids. They're not required to come in, um, but one hour every day. And the students that I have been that I've been connecting with most have honestly been very surprising that they were ones that that chose to come to my office hours um, on Zoom when they didn't have to. These were kids that honestly I didn't think liked music. You know, they they were never really huge behavior issues, but they they just kind of seemed to go along with the flow, and they never really seemed to be one of the leaders that really enjoyed what was going on. But what it really made me get is kind of understanding what the different interests were of these kids and seeing, you know, the genuine interest of, you know, we did a a worksheet on the music of Japan. And I had one student that was just in love with Japan, loves anime and things like that. Um, And we were able to connect on that through these um, virtual meetings. So one thing that I might try to do once we get back into our classrooms is in any way that's kind of reasonable is create more opportunities for non-musical connections. Um, I think that's, that's a really good way for us to get to know our kids and for them to get to know us. Um, even if it's just a couple of minutes here or there as we're waiting for a teacher to come pick them up um, or as we're lining up or something like that, I think that be, it could be a really cool way to learn about the students outside of the music classroom and kind of see what we can bring into the music classroom. The last thing that I learned might be one of the most important things that I've kind of remind, been reminding myself during all of this is that our country and you know the world in general they value the arts more than I thought and whether or not they show that is a different story but I mean when I first saw started seeing the things on Facebook about the people on their balconies in Italy singing to pass the time when they were locked down um, and then seeing you know all the people that are doing these live concerts and the Disney sing-alongs um, and things like that to bring us together through arts and through um, reunion episodes of Parks and Rec in the office and things like that like we understand at least on, a, on an internal level that we value the arts whether or not that you know is true and if you look at the funding um, and things like that is a different story but I think that or at least I hope that this time in isolation and in, in, in in quarantine has reminded people that the arts are important and that we need to we need to keep that pro- those programs alive in a way that will allow us to have more music and, and more theater and things like that and that's kind of my my hope with as long as many things is that we we use this as something to learn about ourselves and about our society um, and we kind of use that to grow into um, something new because there's, this is clearly going to change the shape, you know, change history, honestly. Like this is one of those things that God, I hope I never have, we never have to see in our own lifetime. And I really hope, I really believe that this is going to, um, bring us into a new era of society, more technology, more remote work for, you know, when, when appropriate, more, um, technology and education. And I, I look forward to it. I'm really trying to keep on staying the positive because while this transition is going to be rough and I'm not, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. This transition is going to be rough next year. It could be rough starting back at the school year. We don't know what our jobs are going to look like. Um, some of us, we don't know if we're going to have jobs. So this transition is going to be a, a lot, but I, I'm just trying to really focus on what's going to happen after that transition. What our society is going to look like and In the meantime, I'm just going to keep doing what I do and I'm going to make music with kids in whatever way that I can.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of That Music Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review on iTunes as this really helps new music teachers find the podcast. You can find the show notes and more at thatmusicteacher.com, and you can join the free General Music Mastermind Facebook group at thatmusicteacher.com slash mastermind. I hope that you have an amazing week making music with your kids.